0: You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts.
1: Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Spinning. The wheel is spinning.
0: All right, we got four check marks. We got to get that fifth going before we get going all the way. Fifth spinning wheel. So close. Still spinning. And here we go. We done did it. Tuesday night for Building the Broncos. Welcome in, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, how you doing, Carl? Welcome welcome back. Yeah,
1: thanks, man. Uh, I'm doing well. I spent most of the day on the road. Okay. So uh, if I get up and do some jumping jacks or yoga on the screen, you know why, because my legs are just feeling like jello right now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I'm glad to be back this week. Last week was just crazy. Um, so many things going on. Tornado hit pretty pretty close to where we are. And uh, had some friends, their houses, you know, got hit pretty hard. So, uh, but hey, a lot of communities came together. It was really cool to see Emma showed up and they were like, oh, all the work's already done. Okay, we'll go home. So just kind of cool to see a whole community come together, but uh, always glad to be back here with building the Broncos. How are you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little tired. Had a good hike yesterday, which is a lot of fun. Um, Crossed some uh, cornices as well, which uh, the... I don't think my mother would be that appreciative, but uh, it was beautiful views and uh, had a good time. Clear day out here in the Pacific Northwest. Always got to take advantage, and uh, overall pretty good. A little tired. Uh, I had the show this morning as well as Scott, which uh, was fun. Um, but uh, here we are. Um, so let's get uh, let's get to the matters of business before we get going too far. I don't know why our names aren't showing up, but uh, I am Nick Kendall, along with Carl Dumbler, your uh, your co hosts today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at nickkendallmhh. You can also follow Carl on Twitter at Carl MHH. Um, that can be help to both of us, but also guys, make sure you're following our main accounts, um, at BTB football pod and at mile high huddle that can do us a heck of a lot of good can help us both out, help out the brand, help out the show, help out Chad, Zach, uh, Luke, Carl, uh, Eric, Lance, Scott, et cetera, et cetera. I'm um, also guys go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, follow us there, uh, facebook.com forward slash mile huddle again, and, uh, become a supporter ha- that helps us a lot. Guys, if you're joining us on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share. Um, that helps a lot. If you're joining us on Facebook, uh, please click those thumbs up. And uh, before we get going any further, oh, there's our names. Well, uh, I don't know. Did you do that, Carl? Was that yep. your magic? Oh, my gosh. Good, well, good job. That's uh, a <laughs> congratulations. Let's say hello to everybody in here right now. Before we get going too far, uh, Dez in the house with multiple thumbs up. Be like Dez, guys. Uh, he's on YouTube today, but on Facebook, if you're doing it or YouTube, you know, the like react, the heart react, the laugh react. The wow react, the angry react. You know, we're here for all of it. The care react, one of my favorites. Um, we also got George Newton in here. Hello all. Uh Jay Kozad in the house. Uh, hello Broncos Land. Or hello, yeah, hello Broncos Land. Sorry, can't get too excited about Teddy Bridgewater passing any receiver. Nothing against him but boring. Well we'll we'll get to that, but uh I'll take I'll take any positive news, I guess. And we gotta cover it. Um George Camels coming in. June first. Where is Aaron? Uh Aaron, uh June second. Let's set the calendar. But uh, I think that hope is dwindling, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm just I'm just tempering expectations as I tend to do, uh, both in, uh, anybody who knows me, right? I'm Nick Kendall. Don't get too excited. Temper your expectations. Um, sub Broncos country from Dylan going on here. George also saying, what's up guys. Uh, we got Michael Crabtree in the house, the chain yanker himself. Uh, Judy going to be great. Well, if Michael Crabtree is saying this, then, uh, Looks like pretty good, very different types of wide receivers, Michael Crabtree and Jerry Judy, but uh, fun to see. We got Curtis in the house here saying, uh, so excited, was thinking about this all day at work. Curtis, hello, thank you very much. Um, We have Chase Wellner in here saying, I'm kind of bummed, Hamler's already having hamstring issues. Me too, Facebook fellas, uh, Facebook user, what an interesting name. Um, you should sue Facebook for that. They probably stole it from you. Um, what's up, fellas? <laughs> uh, we got Anthony also in the house. Good evening, gentlemen from Anthony Cordova. Good to see you, Anthony. Always good to see you, Anthony. Uh, Nathaniel's in the house too. Denver Broncos for life. live. Greg Smith. Good to see you, Greg. Uh, the chap just, chat just jumped on me. There you are. Ernie Mays also. Always commenting. Always a big supporter. Ernie, hello. Kendall and Dumbler. Go Broncos. Go Lock and go the whole team. Go everybody. Go Ernie. I'm here for that. Uh, Andrew Morrow says, uh, welcome back, humanitarian Carl. Ah. Two kind Two i told them you're out there doing uh doing good work out there in the community um we got d also coming in. let's not take any take this news too seriously just yet that's a good call bob skinner in the house too oh here we go marcus lerma coming in here lerma
1: lerma let us know Marcus. Lerma. yep uh it's it's lerma. i know him oh he's good he's a friend of mine uh oh, there you go. I, I told him about the show today he's like dude send me a link so marcus good to see you in here buddy and and glad you're good Glad you get to listen to some Broncos. He's a 49ers fan. Oh, okay. So, uh, but we'll, we'll welcome in, him in here for sure. He should
0: go back and listen to our love of Trey Lance. I think he might appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, we got karaoke Chris in here. Hey, guys, what's up? Jerry Hollins in here as well, building this badass Broncos team. Um, don't know if I can say ass word, but it's in the Bible, right? They talk about donkeys, so... <laughs> I just think I'll get away with it here. Um, John is in the house. Good evening, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Muhammad love Muhammad in the house. What's up guys. Bobby uh, back in the house today. Hello. All, how are you doing? Bobby was so generous this morning. So I wanted to give her a specific shout out again. Um, we really appreciate that helping not just obviously Bronx for breakfast, but I mean, when you do that, it helps us a lot. Uh, we got Willie, Willie boy in the house, uh, just here to say equestrian uh, poultry padlock. So uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, Garrett's in the house too. Good evening. You guys, George Fox coming in here. What are your thoughts on what Judy said about the difference between Drew and Teddy with the way the ball is uh, throwing the ball. We'll get to that. George, um, Tim in the house. Uh, what's up Broncos country, Dylan Von Arx in the house, Terrence Henton, Nathan Brown, Nathan Coral, Sebastian Dispo in here. Oh, will saying it's good to be here. Probably. It's always great to have you in here. And I think we said hello to everybody. If we didn't, uh, I don't know if I said hello to Garrett. Hello, Garrett. Good, good to see you. And, uh, well, I think that's it. I want to make sure everybody gets it. Joseph in here, also Denver Broncos for life. Um, <laughs> Ernie's saying uh, no 49ers, only Broncos. Ernie is <laughs> a diehard man. He is ride yep. or die. I love it. Um, And uh, also love you, fellas. Well, we really appreciate that. Um, But let's get into it today. Not to make too much of it because it is seven on seven OTAs, but there seemed to be a trend today um, where a connection that maybe is emerging between Denver Broncos potential starting quarterback one they just acquired. Uh, veteran quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater and Jerry Judy. And I know this is one, I think we've talked about a few times I know I've talked about it with Scott, at least that, uh, we're not sure how the quarterback battle is going to play out yet. I would be fine with Locke or Bridgewater. Honestly, I can't control it. So I mean, there's positive, uh, ways to success with both those guys with the way this team is built. Um, but, uh, I did think Bridgewater with Judy is a. A better match than Drew Locke and Judy, just given both of those players' styles. So seeing it come to fruition today, I mean, don't read too much into it, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you look at the quarterbacks that Judy played with, of Mac yeah. Jones and Tua, both of them don't have a cannon of an arm. They yeah. were known for their accuracy in college. I mean, there's a point there uh, for Tua that he had more touchdowns than incompletions. When he started out that, it was a couple years ago but uh, he started off the season just about as hot as any quarterback you've ever seen in college football. And, and Judy loved it. Judy was his number one target and those two had a great connection. And so those soft balls coming in there easier on the hands, you know, for those guys that struggle with their hands a little bit, a softer football is a little bit nicer. And uh, you know, so I I can understand why he'd be talking about the difference between the two. And, And we've talked about it here too, that, Drew Locke, he has the fastball. We know he's had the fastball. He's had it all of his career. He's always had a a good arm. There's never been any denying that. It's always been, can he learn to do other passes? Can he learn some of those lob passes? Can he learn even on the short passes? Mm -hmm. That he doesn't have to rocket it in there every single time. Give your receivers the best chance to go make the catch. And, And so I do think probably if it was up to Judy, there's a good chance that he'd probably pick Teddy. But it's not up to Judy. And there's yeah. other receivers that I think could do better with Locke. I think that if Locke starts, it's probably better for Cortland Sutton. If Teddy starts, it's probably better for Judy. You know, just different quarterbacks work with different receivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I don't think that's all that crazy to say. Yeah. And so it's just kind of a matter of, of preference because they are opposite quarterbacks in a lot of ways. And it's going to be up to the Broncos coaches of which kind of style do they really want to put on the field?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And the quote today, I'll get into it from earlier from one of our commenters. I don't recall off the top of my head. A lot of you said, I want to say hello to all of you, but I can't remember who said it, but uh, any comments about what Judy said today. And uh, Judy said, essentially uh lock throws a more of a hard ball where uh, Bridgewater throws a little bit more of a floater. It's a little easier to catch. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, um, Andrew Mason. One of my favorites out there. We talk, regularly very often a um, little bit of football back and forth he's a good guy um he says don't want to put too much into otas but jerry judy was sensational-, sensational today his routes are crisp he generated separation down the field which is key also guys um caught everything thrown his way and 2d perceptions were perfectly placed in time by bridgewater showing an emerging chemistry so again that's i think it's really important to uh lean into the not putting too much in otas the seven on the seven the seven on sevens because uh things things change once you're 11 on 11 priests go otas 11 on 11s, preseason, regular season playoffs, right? Like there's there's different tiers of getting it done and how things are uh, called differently. But uh, that's, you know, I think it can only be seen as a good thing. How much does it actually matter? It remains to be seen, but it's, not, it's obviously not a bad thing. I'm excited to see Judy doing it. And I put out a tweet earlier today, just kind of, again, referencing if uh, Bridgewater is the starting quarterback, I think that's better for Judy, just the style of play. If it's Locke, I think it's better for Cortland Sutton. Um, but uh, somebody's like, well, how could you say that, Nick? Even with Judy, um, let's say it is Bridgewater, even with Judy, he's still an unknown. Well, Judy last year was a lot of the data shows that Judy was impacted by the quarterback play last year and also losing Sutton hurt him a lot. Uh, but also, historically, wide receivers, year two. Typically, you see a big jump year one to year two. And how quickly people forget. Cortland Sutton, year one, up and down, drops, issues left yeah. and right. Year two, oh, buddy, looks pretty darn special.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I think people forget Corlin Sutton dropped a lot of passes his rookie yeah. year uh, and struggled with route running, looked slow on the field at times. And, and like I said, sometimes wide receivers, it really is that second year. Uh, I saw a stat that showed wide receivers that had stats like Judy his first year, what mm-hmm. they did year two. Almost all of them jumped into the thousand yard receiver, six to eight touchdown kind of season, which is exactly what you expect from, from Judy. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, we, we got, uh, Judy has to blame someone for all of the drop balls. Hey, I l- let's, let's put it on him. I mean, he, he definitely deserves the criticism. He dropped some easy ones and maybe cost the Broncos a couple games that one or two plays could have turned it the other direction. Mm-hmm. He deserves that criticism. Yeah. And I, I don't think him by saying Locke throws a hard ball, Bridgewater throws a softball, um, I, I, I don't think that's him trying to take blame or, or put that blame on somebody else. I think it's just saying exactly what we see on, on tape they, they have very different arms. And yeah. uh, and so you have to adjust what, to whatever quarterback is on the field. So mm-hmm. if lock starts, Judy's going to have to adjust to knowing that the ball is going to come in there a little bit quicker and and make those catches. It, it's why to me, if the Broncos can figure out their quarterback situation earlier, it, it benefits them because then those those wide receivers. That's who they're working with.
0: I I agree. I want to just your last point real quick. It would benefit the Broncos if they decide the quarterback position earlier, but that's only if they get it right. If they need more time to make the right decision between the two, I would rather that than, uh, and have a little bit of a ramp up, especially with the opponents they have early on. Obviously the Broncos have been terrible out of the gate. The last two seasons this year is hopefully different. Um, But uh, given the schedule, right? Like two rookie quarterbacks in the first three weeks, a giants team that, uh, Honestly, a lot of mimicking the Denver Broncos. I think if there's an NFC team that is the Denver Broncos this year, it's the Giants, just uh, how they attack the secondary, third-year quarterback, board yep. resources in the offense, uh, put up or shut up time for that quarterback, no doubt. Daniel Jones and Drew Lock also linked because of that draft class. Um, right. But uh, I think that's one where you could see them go a little bit, uh, if they need to take more time to get it right, I'd rather them do that than like pick them to be like, okay, well, we have to do this now because even though, let's say, uh, they pick Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater's playing better and locks worse, like, you don't have to make the decision. It's better to make it early, but I'd rather you take your time and make the right decision. Um, right. Let's get back to the comment section here real quick. Um, we got Ron saying, Whoa, not used to these shows starting so early. You mean on time? I think that's <laughs> what you mean on time. I was hauling, butt from where I was at work, my car might be five, 10 minutes late. No way. I am, uh, I try to be punctual, um, and let people know when that's not the case. So, uh, here we are on time. Um, Garrett ringy coming in here, or ringy, maybe, I. Uh, Hey, what do you guys think about the Broncos trade for Aaron Rodgers? Or if they did train for Aaron Rodgers, if you can trade for Aaron Rodgers, with the way this team is set up right now, a bunch of young cost control players on offense, aging defense team coaches that need wins right now, you do it. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You do, I mean, there is a point where I'm like, eh, that's probably too much for a 37, eight year old, 38 year old quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you, you know, like if you can, you do it. And it, it's, there's only a few quarterbacks in the league, honestly, where I'd be like, okay, I'm not trading for Aaron Rodgers like probably eight or 10 maybe and lock lock. I'm sorry, lock and Bridgewater are not in that air right now. Right. So
1: right. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I, I had somebody message me earlier, something about uh, if the Broncos have top 20 quarterback play this year, they are a playoff contender. And I said, you're probably right. I mean, with this defense, with this run game, with these weapons,
0: they, the they could be right.
1: Back, right. right. They, they could back be, uh, they could be right on that verge if they stay healthy to be a, a playoff contender. They got an easier schedule. All, all the things are setting up that they could go on that kind of run. Yep. And I said, but you add Rodgers to the to that with this easy schedule, with everything else that I just talked about, you go from playoff contender, like playoff or making the playoffs to Super Bowl contender, possibly winning the division over the Chiefs. I mean, that, that that's the kind of difference that we're talking about. I mean, we're hoping one of these guys can emerge into a top 20 quarterback. We know that Rodgers is a top five quarterback. Like th- there's no if, ands or buts about that. That's what he is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we got to halt everything. Bobby coming back in here with the, the top of the top ropes, like from the, the from the canopy uh, the top of the trees, the top of the mountains, honestly, uh, gotta, gotta do that one in the Pacific Northwest. Um, thanks for the great Broncos talk call Nick. So good to be here after a long time. Thanks for all that you guys do. And, uh, man, uh, that's the second big one today so I don't e-
1: I don't even know what to yeah. say yeah thank you Bobby uh you know I, was, <clears throat> I I had somebody on Sunday they I have my Broncos cup at, at my office and somebody's like what is this where'd you get this and I was like from a good friend so uh Bobby we really appreciate you you are just truly the best yeah absolutely
0: uh don't know what to say uh, the, yeah th- th- thank you so much and uh we appreciate you getting the Super Bowl uh super Chat ball rolling here um, today on this fine Tuesday evening. I know that your uh, work schedule changed, so you can't join to the evening show, so it means extra special to us that uh, you s- sought, sought us out today and uh, joined us and uh, decided to be that, that generous. So, uh, man, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, Carl, you're a wide receiver guy. I want to get to this real quick. Nathan Brown coming in here. Uh, Carolina's wide receivers were the number one duo last season. I'm not sure if Nathan is a Carolina fan. Um, I will say, uh, I don't know how you could not pick Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, even though they were not great last year, but like with who, how good Julio is and Ridley emerging the way he did, I think that would probably have to be the number one do off the top of my head. There's potential yeah, for, um, I think,
1: e. D. lamb and Cooper, but that's it. Yeah. I think it's based on stats. I, I don't hmm. think it's just on the eye test. I think it's just on stats. He was very much a wide receiver targeting kind of quarterback, uh, yeah. Robbie Anderson. And uh, who is their other guy? Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yes, both very good wide receivers in their own right. Um, they both bring a little bit different to the style to the game uh, of, of what they they do. But uh, both of them worked well with with Bridgewater and put up some pretty big stats. Not big touchdown stats, but they they did put up big receiving stats. And so, uh, if honestly, if you're Cortland Sutton and you're Jerry Judy, you like that. That one-two punch, both of them getting their 1,000-yard season, you're going, that gets me paid. So you you definitely like that when you're looking at it, uh, Drew Locke, That was one thing that you and I've talked about. He has struggled with those throws outside the hashes. Yeah, that that's where his struggle has been. Inside the hashes, to those tight ends, that has worked well. And and so I think this is one of those maybe again, Noah Fant benefits if Drew Locke starts. The receivers benefit more if if Bridgewater starts and, and so it just, they both have, like I said, very, very different games. It's not a plug and play. Hey, you know, if block is starting and gets hurt, Bridgewater is going to come in and run the exact same place. They're going to have two different sets that, uh, the, the, for whichever quarterback is out there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you're correct. And just, you know, we've kept it pretty simple. Can you execute the offense? Can you get to the right reads based on what coverage is being called by the opposing team? And can you protect the football? Right. Then you can start getting into a little bit more, uh, tertiary, secondary and tertiary things like, you know, yards per attempt, the efficiency down the field, red zone, third down percentage, like all stuff that matters, but like but the basics, executing the offense, protecting the football with a defense, with a team that has the weapons that the Broncos have, the defense that they have, the, uh, emerging young offensive line that they have running backs that they have. You don't got to be a hero. You just got to be kind of that captain of that ship and uh, steer it, not into the rocks, right? Don't listen to the siren song. Oh, uh, maybe I can force that ball in there. Don't do it. <laughs> but it's just, let's, let's, maybe it's a little bit conservative. I know we all want the big plays, but uh, you don't got to do that. It. I just, I keep coming back to Drew Locke in that chiefs game where the Broncos were in it. Like they had a real chance at Arrowhead. That interception was just like, it's, I don't. I don't want to say unforgivable because he's a young guy. He's going to make some mistakes. But like, that's that's the textbook example of like what you cannot do. That's just what mm-hmm. we cannot have this season, right? Um. So um. Let's get to Lorenzo here. Um. With a question here. Uh, I saw a rumor. Uh, Not no, Don't know how verified this rumor is. It might just be some dot connection here. Um. That Jalen Smith from the Cowboys could be on the trade block, and Denver was one of the teams listed. Well. Um. First off, that's a team that might be looking to load off a uh, linebacker, but a couple things here, Jalen Smith, not very good last year. He looks like he was running close to E. Um, there's, that was a reason that he fell in the draft, right? There was sure like how he'd recover from that knee injury, how long that knee was going to last. He didn't look like the same dude last year. Also, he's coming over with a uh, $7.2 million cap hit. I'm not sure there's an out after this season, so I'm not sure exactly how that works out for the Broncos, but, um then it then it rises exponentially um for like the year after that nine million, eleven million, eleven million, twelve point three five million. There might be yep. zero dead cap on the Broncos for that. but like with his play showing last year, I am very, very skeptical that he is going to be worth that contract. Uh, right. so maybe um I'm glad the Broncos didn't pay him when he was a free agent, um, but uh
1: he didn't look good. He did not yeah. look good and like I, I don't mind where the linebackers are at right now, yeah. The, the Broncos, it, it's not a unit that's going to sit there and be tops in the NFL, but they're not going to be the reason the Broncos are losing games this year either. They're going to give up some plays, don't get me wrong, but they they got smart players out there. Uh, they've got some some backups that have some promise that could take over a starting spot. There's competition at the the, the linebacker spot. It wouldn't surprise me for Jewel or for um, – uh well oh my gosh. Like I said, I'm, I'm spacing names here today. Uh for Alexander Johnson to lose their spot. I mean, yeah. Sernad, he was a very promising guy last year before he got hurt. The coaches really raved about him. So second year in the system, have to see what he can do. And of course they went out there and got themselves a rookie that is one of the most athletic freaks out there. Uh we'll see he's injured right now. I, I'm not sure how long that injury is gonna keep him out. But uh yeah, I, I don't see the Broncos trading for Jalen. I just can't really see it unless it's one of those like seventh round picks and he comes in and he has no dead money. So if they can cut him after camp, then, yeah, you go for something like that. But otherwise, I'm not taking a swing at him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Miller 707. Hey, Nick and Carl, can you please shout out my mom, Shauna? It would make her smile. You guys rock hashtag shout out to shauna uh let's also get some uh shout outs to shauna in the chat here going as well because it's not just That's carl right. and i um this the thing that makes this pretty special is the community as well um so uh, let's get some shout outs to miller 707s champs mother shauna in the chat um so that would be great we appreciate that and a shout out to shauna let's get to chase here he asked a little bit ago um so i uh, want to get back to it uh did carl and nick already talk about hamler's injury if so i can go back later not yet saw it in the comments uh, we definitely want to get to that so uh I think now's a good time.
1: Yeah, it's definitely concerning. I mean, yeah. we've said the same thing about Drew Locke, that he's had two years of injuries, and both injuries have been to his throwing arm, and you know, one to his thumb, one to his shoulder. Anytime you have back-to-back years, especially injuries to a similar area, there's there's going to be some concern. And Hamler, you know, th- those speed guys, yeah. they are they're so finely tuned. That it's kind of like one of those. Uh, did you ever w- watch Parks and Rec? Oh God, love okay. Parks and Rec. Yes. Okay. Well, you know how you talk about like if there was a, a grain of sand that would get into his his body, it would throw the whole system off, and he'd just be uh, it just it'd be terrible. And it, then he got sick, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so bad." Um, anyway, that, that's kind of what it is with those speed guys. It's why like guys like Tyree Kill, like he's great, but there's one day you're gonna see him dive off a cliff. Like there, there isn't like the steady decline, like you saw with Demarius Thomas, you know, where every year is just getting a little bit less and less No, it, it's going to be a nose dive and KJ Hamler, I, I really hope he can get this figured out because he can be a huge weapon for this offense. I mean, he really changes what kind of plays you can call on the field, but you definitely have to be concerned with these, these hamstrings showing up. Now I will say it does sound like the Broncos are being more just cautious than anything else. I Why mean, it, I, I, it's I June. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You want him for August, September, October, November, December. Those are the, the months that you really want to see him on the field. Not, not here in June. So if it, he has any kind of pain in that area. Yeah. You sit him out. You let him watch from the sideline.
0: Yeah, and I do want to to say, obviously, he had the hamstring that uh, led him to not running the forty yard dash in the combine and whatnot. But in college itself, uh, he did not have any real injury issues. So uh, to say the Broncos like took this massively injury prone guy, uh, I would push back against that. Like I know that's something. Oh man, here we go, KJ Hamler again. Like I, I get it, but also that's like new information. <laughs> the Broncos were not dealing with when they selected him. There was one incident. And uh, it's kind of exasperated itself, so hopefully it gets it right because uh, the Broncos don't have anybody else like K.J. Hamler on this team. Right. They could really use that guy. Um, I want to shout out to Nathaniel here as well. Um, that's the best wide receiver duo last year, Metcalf and Lockett. I'm in Seattle, so uh, I should have thought of that one. That's a pretty good one as well. Um, they also have Russell Wilson cooking, right? Russell Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's a good shout out as well. And we got In the Shop with Willie with a $2 super over on YouTube. If you guys are joining us on YouTube today, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, he says, "Willie says, Luke would have told me he loved me back. Well, Willie, you have to earn my love. And with a $2 super, you get it. I love you, Willie. Good job. <laughs> um, that's I am absolutely. I will. I will love you for money. I am not above that. Um, and we got uh, Wardy Eagle coming in here saying, uh, sup guys, any indication thus far on which QB is winning in camp? Um, both are it, still on the starting line, right? Like this is, this is, this is the guy's stretching before the race as far as like winning the race. Hasn't even started yet. The gun hasn't even popped.
1: Right. And and it's it's interesting because, you know, I, I listen to a lot of people who are actually watching some of practice and talk to different people. Um, right now, it, it depends who you talk to. Honestly, I, I've had some people say that Bridgewater has had a lot more of the wow throws, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then others saying, hey, well, Locke's working on a short game because he knows he has the long game. And uh, using some golf talk there for you people. But um, so... Maybe that's what he's doing, but I've also heard that he's been throwing into traffic on some throws that should be the easy throws, but he's still making the wrong read. I don't know. I haven't seen it with my own eyes. And as Vic Fangio has said, until we get these guys in pads until there's an actual pass rush until we're doing like 11 on 11s, you know, we're not going to be judging too much right now. We're just trying to install the offense. You know, those are the things that they're doing. Um, I, I do think, I mean, most of the highlight tapes that you've seen so far have been Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to take too much into that yet.
0: No, it's seven on sevens, right? Like, yep. it's fun. It's good to see the guys out there. My biggest takeaway that I can get from any of this is that guys aren't suffering serious injuries, right? Like, if they if they can get through a session and, like, nobody tore their ACL or Achilles or Liz Frank or, God forbid, anything like that, Awesome. That's that's my biggest takeaway. Um, But still, it's fun to talk about still and uh, maybe take a little bit away from it. Um, We got Mike coming in here who is a an ardent Drew Locke supporter. And we appreciate that, Mike, you know, different strokes for different folks. I'm very much a uh, prove prove me prove it guy. And uh, Drew Locke's from the state of Missouri, right? He should be a show-me guy. He should know that uh, he has to show <laughs> it um, before uh, anybody really believes. But uh, not, f- not for Mike. He's seen enough. Um, saying, uh, I remember when Tom Brady threw a similar pass. We're talking about the Kansas City interception, I'm sure. Uh, that Locke did. Only it was a playoff game against Champ Bailey. It happens especially with younger guys. Uh, Elway, Favre, and both Mannings threw these bad passes multiple times early in their career. Locke has played 17 full games in his career. People forget that, too. Um, don't forget. Uh, but I was we're talking about an isolated incident. Uh, you can find with a large enough sample size, right? You can find any isolated incident of a big mistake. Uh, Peyton Manning threw a pick six in that playoff game in, in 2012, right? Like that doesn't make him trash. And it's not just that one bad pick that uh, locked through in the Chiefs game. It's that's just an example of a reoccurring issue from last season. Doesn't mean it can't be corrected, right. um, but it's, well, and, it's an example.
1: Yeah. And I, w- I would add at that point, Tom Brady hadn't lost a playoff game. Yeah, his entire career until that game. Yeah, So he, he had earned a little bit of trust that he could have one bad throw and it not be something that we dissect like crazy. I yeah. mean, us as Bronco fans, we do because we're like, that is one of the best plays we've seen. Cause we hate Tom Brady and we love to see him make a mistake. And of course it's to champ Bailey, one of the greatest Broncos, but you know, yes, he, he had earned a little bit more trust right now. Locke hasn't earned quite that trust he hasn't gone out there and won a lot of games. Um, you know, he, he's had his moments. Th- that's what gives yeah. you that hope. He, he really has that chargers game where he made the huge comeback and just, uh, just made play after play. You love it. You absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Uh, I, I see Nathan Brown talking about the the game last year against Carolina, where he threw four touchdowns. You know, you love it. You see those kind of games and you go, okay, maybe, maybe this guy can do something for you. Uh, but, he's just got to do it on a more consistent basis. I mean, that, that's the big thing about all the great quarterbacks. Look at Aaron Rodgers, One of the most consistent quarterbacks out there. Uh, I was listening to some stats the other day. They said he is the, actually the safest quarterback in the NFL. I think he only has a turnover, uh, an interception or a fumble every like 62 plays. <laughs> we, we would love that if there was a 62 play stretch where there was not a turnover for the Broncos. Uh, I can't remember the last time something like that happened and that's his average. So there's stretches where he does even better than that. So uh, you know, like I said, he's just got to go out there and prove it on a consistent basis. And that's going to be the big thing in training camp. If you were consistently hearing that drew Locke is making the right decision that he's being accurate with the football, that he's doing well with his footwork, he's going to win this job. I mean, those those are the things that all the coaches are looking for. Like, can he rise up in the areas? Teddy Bridgewater, big thing for him. Is he willing to take the chances once the pads go on? Is he willing when the rush is coming? Is he going to still make these throws down the field like he is in seven on seven? We're, we're just going to have to wait and see until those kind of things start happening to him.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, uh, you know, one game is great and all, but uh, there was a, a game played on uh, January 1st, 2012, where the quarterback went 31 for 44, 70.4 completion percentage, 480 yards, six touchdowns one interception and uh, that led to him getting a massive contract that uh, the team definitely regretted. Uh, do you guys, do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Do I? Yeah, that was uh Seattle quarterback. Well, he, Seattle. yeah, went to Seattle from the green Bay. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I do remember Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yes, yep. that was uh Everybody was just talking about that game of, oh my gosh, this is the next great quarterback in the NFL. And then he never started for the team that paid him big money.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, granted it was Russell Wilson who beat him out, but Matt Flynn didn't go anywhere else after that. So one game sample size, great things can happen, but at the same time, you know, you see the one game sample sizes where it's like all time, great quarterback who lays an absolute stinker. I got another game for you from a, uh, another quarterback going 14 for 20, 22, uh, 77 yards, Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and sacked three times. Uh, you, and that game was in uh, November 1st,
1: 2015. Who is that? Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Against the Broncos. Yes, sir. Yes. One of the greatest defensive performances I've ever seen in my life. Yep. It was a great game plan. The players executed it to perfection. Mm-hmm. Nobody was getting open. Rodgers was uncomfortable the entire game. And uh, it, it just it was, it was beautiful. That that's when we're talking about all time defenses, that's the game that I look at and say, that's when the Broncos really showed. This is why we are an all time unit.
0: Yep. And that's just, I guess the point I'm making here is a uh, Matt Flynn versus Aaron Rogers. Everybody knows how those two have, have essentially played out their careers, what kind of quarterbacks they are one game sample size. You know, it's part of the picture. Like it's a, it's a, it's a puzzle piece in a thousand piece puzzle. Yep. You know, like how much are you taking away from that puzzle piece? Uh, it adds up, but you gotta you gotta be putting them those puzzle pieces together, right? So, and and the corner corner pieces are like bad defenses, like the Broncos going against the Raiders. Can't mess that one up. Um, so in the shop with Willie coming up, uh, I still don't see Teddy beating Drew in a real competition. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? And uh, thank you for another super
1: chat, Willie. I love you. I guess to me, if anything, the team is probably trying to lean towards Locke. Like th- they are hoping to see good things from yeah. Locke. It benefits the Broncos to have the young guy that's under the the cost-controlled contract uh, to go out there and prove himself to take that next step and become a great quarterback for the Broncos. If anything, like I said, I I think if it's a real competition, that that benefits Teddy. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: If it's a fake competition, it benefits Locke.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, if it's tie, tiebreaker goes to the young guy, right? That's, that's yep. what it should be. Also lock has one more year of control than drew lock. So uh, this team would, if all things are equal, they're going to play the best quarterback, but if it's close, it's probably going to go to lock because he has more tangible upside. Um, So that at least in my perception with the tools that he has still cost controlled, still an ascending player, the- theoretically, still an ascending player. You kind of know what Teddy is at this point, but this team is ready to contend now and the coaches need to win now um so you know they're gonna go with the best guy um we got miller with 707 come back in saying uh, i kind of want us to sign kj right for a year or two i think he would be a great mentor for browning thoughts another aging running another another aging linebacker uh, whose son I, has either is setting or has set but uh i mean not not the worst idea for a camp guy
1: and yeah Luke, i i like that one better than than Jalen because at least KJ Wright last year played at a pretty decent level. Mm -hmm. Like he still showed that he has something in the tank. And I mean, I I love KJ Wright. I talked about a couple years ago when he was about to hit the market, Broncos, go get this guy. Cause I I really like him as a linebacker. I think he's one of the better all around guys. Like I said, he's aging. So he's kind of fallen off that cliff, but uh, I, I really would love to see him come work with some of these young guys. I think he really would be a benefit. So that one I'm all for. He's a free agent. You don't even have to trade for him. Go get that guy.
0: Would you rather sign KJ Wright or uh, Morgan
1: Moses? Morgan Moses. Okay. Yeah, just good. because good. Uh, Just because I think he could actually be a, a greater quality starter. And yeah. I, I think he could be a long-term solution at the right tackle position, at least for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I'm talking long-term, I'm meaning beyond just this next year. Yeah. that I think he could be that consistent guy for him. Uh, so I, I, that's where I would rather go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Holden Adams coming in here. How good of a one-two punch do you guys think uh, Melvin Gordon and Javonta Williams will be this year? Well, um, I just got to be this guy for a second. Um, they can be very good, but uh, running backs are as good as the offensive line blocking for them, right? There are very few running backs who are independent or can perform independently of their offensive line. Um, so last year, the Broncos... I think their offensive line gets probably more gruff than they deserve, but the run blocking from the interior offensive line was bad and uh, it needs to improve. That includes Graham Glasgow. That includes Dalton Reisner. That especially includes Lloyd Cushenberry. Um, so uh, how good can they be? How good is the run blocking outside of that, especially the interior uh, run blocking outside yeah. of that though? um pretty damn talented, right? Like I think Gordon's, still a really talented back. I didn't love paying him big money considering where I thought this Broncos team was. I'm not really big on using large capital on the running back position. Unless you feel like you are a running back away and the Broncos were not a running back away last year, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, I think they're both very talented. Um, are they the most talented duo in the NFL? No, that's, that's probably the, the uh, Cleveland Browns with uh, Nick Chubb and uh, a cream hunt. But yeah, um, they're good, and I think it's, really, it's a really good situation where the Broncos can play the hot hand, and uh, if they want to use up Gordon, that's great. Keep Williams fresh, uh, but if either of them struggles or gets dinged up, you can go with the other one. They are both they both can also operate any way in the scheme. The entire playbook is open. I'm not sure how much outside zone they're actually going to be running. I don't know if either of them are great outside zone fits in the NFL, um, but the uh, playbook's open for Shermer. inside zone, power, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and the Broncos were trending
1: towards a more power-based uh, run-blocking scheme last year. Right. Yep, I think they were third- in power blocking plays. It was up there. Something like that. I know they're, I know they were top five for sure, yeah. but uh, no, you're right. this could be, if we're just looking at the players isolated, just those two players, uh, mm-hmm. it looks good. Gordon was a top 10 running back last year. I know a lot of people would disagree because of the fumbles. And because, I mean, he was taking carries away from Philip Lindsay, but the reality is, I mean, Gordon was a better fit for this offense last year and especially second half of the season. He was probably the MVP of the offense. I mean, he, he was running hard. He was showing why he deserved to get paid decent money. I mean, I, I agree. I wouldn't have paid him that money, but he deserved to get paid by somebody because he is a good running back. And then Williams, I mean, th- there's a lot of talk that there he could possibly go first round, that he could be the first running back taken in this last draft, just kind of depending on each team, uh, how they had their board set up but you add those two together. And like you said, they're interchangeable, changeable. You don't know what kind of plays come in just because which running backs on the field. You don't know if it's going to be a pass or a run. You don't know if that player is going to stay in and block or if they're going to go out for an actual pass route. Um, it just really sets up well to keep a defense guessing what is actually going to happen on the field.
0: Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people kind of in vogue in the nineties was that, uh, thunder and lightning combo with the running back position, which, you know, all good for some, ske- some teams, some schemes, but uh, this is more of a thunder and thunder, thunder and thunder or a bash bros. Now, Melvin Gordon can do some slashing stuff and get down the field early, hurry in a hurry. Bleh, um, cause he's a long strider, but uh, both these guys, big guys, uh, if you don't square up and get a good tackle attempt on them, they can keep going. Um, so good question, Holden. Um, thank you very much for that. We got, uh, some people in here. Number three is going to win. He said, Teddy will beat lock from EJ. Um, Ed- Edot says, uh, or Edot says uh, Locke's going to win. Um here we go from uh, Travis Tarbox. Uh, do you guys believe we will win this year? I think the Broncos I can I can guarantee. Ah oh, man, I hate. This is how, you guys say sometimes like oh you paint yourself and you talk in absolutes. I don't really I don't ever do that. I'm too much of a, <laughs> a head a bet header a hedger. Um but uh, do you guys think we'll win a game? I almost guarantee the Broncos will win at least one game. <laughs> um but uh, do you think we'll win? Um yes. Do the, do I think the Broncos will make the playoffs? That's that's the question. I hate to be that guy, but it comes down to the quarterback, right? Like there's injury luck. Yeah. there's guys taking the next step, et cetera, et cetera. But like, if the Broncos don't get, like you said earlier, top 20 quarterback play, I'll even move it a little bit. I'll say top 22 quarterback play, just, just, just to be annoying. Um, I think they can make the playoffs, but it's a QB driven league. And yeah. you're, you're either going to go far because of the quarterback or you're going to be held back because of the quarterback. And right now we, we just don't know. We can prognosticate all we want. We can fill the room with hot air, chats, comments, love lock, hate lock, love Teddy, Teddy, want Aaron,
1: whatever comes down. to the quarterback. Here, Here's what I'll say. I think some of this depends a little bit on Justin Herbert. Hmm. Like if he continues on a big path upwards, it's going to be hard to finish even second in the division, let alone third, because I mean, the Raiders are still a decent team offensively. Yeah defensively. Yeah. You, you should be able to put up 30 points on that defense. Most games. Uh, but if Herbert kind of hits that sophomore slump, then I think the Broncos really stand a chance. If they can get to that second spot, if they can get at least two, three and three in the division, I mean, th- that's a big thing. Broncos have been winning, winning divisional games at all. They got to win in their own division and uh, they've been close. They keep a lot of those games really close, but y- you got to close out a lot more of those games than they have been. And, uh, it, it would not surprise me if the Broncos, let's say they don't get Rogers. It would not surprise me if they are a ten-win team. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they are a six-win team either, or a five-win Man. team. You know, just just because again, the quarterback position is such an unknown. When you when you know what the quarterback is, you can sit there and say, okay, quarterback is worth eight games. We've got eight games in the bag. Let's look at the rest of the roster. How many more games do we think we can get from that? Right now, you don't have those eight guaranteed games. I I think the defense is good enough for six. But, okay, where are you finding those other four games? Yeah.
0: I'd probably put them, if we're talking air bars here, uh, then it's talking about over-unders. I think the Broncos team won five games last year, but this team was pretty darn injured. Pretty much everything that could have gone wrong did. Um, And they're, they're just even with getting guys back from uh, injury, they're, they're more talented this year on paper. Um, So doesn't mean they will be because it's on paper. We'll, we'll see. Um, But uh, in my opinion, they are more talented on paper. So I'd probably put them at God, you have two quarterbacks as well. So like, it's not the, the whole thing where like, let's say Drew Locke gets hurt last year and you have to play Brett Rippon or Jeff Driscoll for the whole season. Right. That, that's right. when like, Oh my God, we have to set the under pretty low because if that's <laughs> like, if that happens, woof. Um, So I'll put the over under at, uh, Seven, let's go six and a half to uh, ten and a half. I think that's probably the range that you see uh, right now with these guys. If they get eleven wins, I'd be incredible. It's a tough division, even though they have an easier schedule this year. I just and also we got to see with the quarterbacks. Um, Curtis Everett coming in here um, with the five dollars super. I was at the game and got an autograph uh, by Cortland Sutton and Neil Smith. Well, uh, shout out to you. That is a one Broncos great and a one emerging Broncos great. So uh, that's that's great to see. And uh, congratulations to you. How much do you want? No, just kidding. kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I saw one of our our listeners. uh, He has the Barrel Man Barrel. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's uh, that is a true piece of history. I saw that they were inducting a a fan into the Hall of Fame in the NBA, Mm -hmm. and I was like Barrel Man. That is a guy that deserves because I mean, sitting out there in those those blizzards in a barrel. Every every year, I mean, it, without doubt, that man. If he was healthy and could be at that game, he was going to be there. Rain, s- rain, sunshine, snow, whatever it was, he'd be there. Uh, love that guy. Miss him. Um, it just, it's games are not the same without the you know the camera going to to barrel man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Clifton coming in here saying that, the 2000 Ravens wouldn't have reached the Super Bowl with Vox shaky play. Trent definitely didn't turn the ball over and was definitely not a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, well, you're right. Um, there are teams that are outliers uh, as far as uh, not having the quarterback to get it done, but you're talking about a top 10 defense all time. Pretty, pretty rare defense. Um, But you're right. Like Dilfer did not hurt that team. um, So they were able to lean into the defense and that's, that's a low bar that I'm asking for, for the quarterback play this year, right? Like <laughs> it's a low yeah, bar. I, I, but
1: I'm not going to get upset can, about it. Can we talk though? I mean, that 2015 offense for the Broncos, I know it still had Peyton Manning. Yeah, but he was turnover prone that year. He was so bad. He was. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really bad. And so the Broncos, with that defense, still made up for the the shortcomings of the offense, but big time. I don't think people really uh, appreciate how much that defense covered up uh, on how bad that offense was that year. I know Peyton Manning was still good for like motivation and being the face of the franchise and all yeah. those kind of things. But seriously, it was it was really hard to watch. Yeah, that's. Just felt bad, right? I think that's what we're gonna
0: see with Big Ben this year. Not looking good. I was hoping we'd see it with Tom Brady, but gosh dang it, he just keeps sucking the youth out of his son, kissing on kissing his kids. Um can, can we beat the can we be the Cinderella team this year? Oh, from Ricardo coming in here. Can we be the Cinderella team of the year, Denver Broncos, and go all the way to the big game? Hey man, anything can happen if you get into the playoffs and you get hot you need the ball to bounce your right the right way in the offseason you need yep. injuries to you know you need to be on the right end of the bell curve with injuries but uh anything can happen man like for for real like we could see anybody win i think it's probably improbable like i'm not going to put yeah. a lot of money on that for the broncos this year um at least without aaron Rodgers. with aaron Rodgers, then uh, we'll have to have a different conversation um but uh anything can happen like like it's people like talking about like drew Locke going from what he was last year factually a bottom five quarterback in the league Sorry, guy. factually, it's fine. Like, he doesn't mean he's going to be, but he was right. last year. Um, he can get better. I think he will get better. I'm excited to see him get better. Um, but from Locke going from that to a perennial top, forget top 10, top five quarterback, it can happen. It, for, for sure, it can happen. Am I going to bet on it? Is it likely? No. I'm right. not going to lie to you, but uh, <laughs> it can. So I'm not going right. to sit here and say that it won't. Just I'm not that guy. I'm not going to sit here and talk in uh, specifics.
1: Right. Well, I mean, if, if, if Joe Absolutely. Flacco can win a Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, yeah. the Broncos can win a Super Bowl with this team. Yeah. I mean, that team got hot at the right time. They were a wild card team, just happened in the playoffs. They just became the best team in football. Uh, and they, like you said, they had a lot of balls that bounced their way. You think about that Broncos game, the, the Broncos hadn't given up like three plays all season for over 50 yards, and they gave up three plays of 50 yards in a single game. Yeah it just was, was unheard of. And then of course, you know, just the, the cold bitter, bitter cold mm-hmm. and that Peyton Manning just went from MVP to not, not playing his best game by any means. You had some drops, he had interceptions that showed up. It just, everything that could go wrong in that game for the Broncos went wrong. And then of course the Ravens went on and, and, just had some ridiculous things happen throughout the playoffs. Joe Flacco played the, the best, what four games of his life all right in a row. And Bill has Vinovich, never done, has, has never done it again. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Bill Vidovich of course had to play a part in that. Gosh. But, uh, so I mean, anything's possible, but uh, right now, if I was a betting man, I'd say the Broncos are a fringe playoff team, depending on this quarterback competition and how it plays out. And if they actually strengthen each other, um, which is very possible.
0: Locke's yeah. not had to fight for us anything really since his freshman year of college, right? He's been the dude since yeah. then. Maybe he kind of had to fight his rookie season in the NFL, but like it was expected he was going to take over for Joe Flacco, right? So like now it's like all bets are off. You have to earn it. Yep. So, and I don't think the Broncos are leaning either way. They want both those guys to earn the spot. Right. So uh, we'll see. And uh, we got some supers to get to first, but I, this is an interesting question. And uh, he's uh, Ashton has also been very active in the chat over in YouTube you guys are joining and joining us like Ashton on YouTube, please like subscribe and share. Uh, thanks for the comments. Ashton top three teams in the AFC this year. I was thinking about this one in my head. I have a really hard time with three. I have, four, yeah. there's a group of four that one I have that two. are like clear. One and two are chiefs and bills. Okay. Well, I have chiefs number one. And then after that, I have the next teams all
1: tied. Okay. Then I have three, probably the Browns. Just okay. that all around roster looks really good. Mm-hmm. And Mayfield, like we've been talking about, he's not the greatest quarterback, but he is good enough. He, he's right there on that edge of about 12 to 14. And with mm-hmm. that roster, that's good enough for them to be really competitive. Honestly, they should have beat the Chiefs this last year. Yeah. The, the refs missed a really, really big play in that one that really cost the, the Browns in that one. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you never know. Maybe they're out there competing for the Super Bowl. Um, but just that defense, that roster, you got to love what they got there offensively they got great offensive line like i said two headed monster there in the running in the backfield and if obj could ever figure out his issues maybe they could really become an explosive offense too
0: and i don't know how you can talk about the browns without talking about miles garrett who is uh, in my in my opinion That's, the best defensive player in football yeah right now the most oh, okay Aaron Donald's probably the best, but Miles Garrett's star is ascending, and uh, he will probably take that crown here pretty soon. Chase Young on his heels, Nick Bosa, but uh, man, Miles Garrett is, he is different. God, what yep. an absolute freak. He wouldn't, he didn't even like try and call it. He was just winning on pure athleticism and size, and now he's starting to get technique. He makes, he makes good tackles look stupid. Right, um, uh, Ashton though, uh, the other team that I was thinking of that probably worth a mention, Carl, the Ravens. Um, John Harbaugh's a great coach. Maybe they don't have the defensive depth that they've had historically, but I just have a hard time not putting the Ravens in there right now. It's like Ravens Browns, uh, maybe Lamar Jackson. He can win a game himself, right? Like he's
1: that type of quarterback. He can, I got Adam. he can, but only if he's winning it from the first quarter. Hmm. If, you're ask- yeah. right. if you're asking him to, to play from behind, And have to go out there in the fourth quarter and go make some plays, especially with his arm, when they know that you have to throw. That's why I have a tough time with them. I, I trust a little bit more Baker Mayfield making those throws in those big moments than I do Lamar at this time. It's close. It's a good question,
0: but uh, it's close for me. I think you can't sleep on the Ravens there too. Um, K- Cam coming in here with a four ninety nine super over on YouTube. Thank you very much, Cam. Uh, is Locke being the twenty sixth of thirty two, or is that yeah 26th of thirty two enough for the playoffs slash him to keep his job for next year? Well, uh, obviously there is correlation to Locke uh, playing well to making the playoffs, but the Broncos don't have to have Locke play well to make the the playoffs. Does, does that make sense? Like it's yeah. It's t- wins are not a quarterback stat. There's a heavy influence in it, right? But like QB wins is not a thing. Um, right. So it's like starting pitching. Like, oh, the starting pitcher went. He didn't win a game in the month of August. Well, uh, his team scored one run for him in four starts. Like, are you <laughs> are you looking at wins and losses then? No. Right. Um. So, uh, 32 enough to keep his job? No, I would say not. I would say if he's twenty six to thirty two next year, uh, the Broncos are very much in the quarterback market. He probably needs to be in that again, like 22 to uh, 16 range for them to be comfortable going into the fourth year. They still might be looking at that point, but um, that's my opinion. I think 26 to 32, you're probably back in the quarterback market because also you're in that, uh, you know, take care of business or get off the pot phase because then you only have one year of control left. And then what?
1: Yeah. It, I think at that point teams would be saying the Broncos are winning despite luck. <laughs> and I, I think that enough people would be, commenting on that with the offense not really taking that next step that you were hoping for especially with all these weapons if they stay healthy yeah. and looking at lock and going dude what what's going on why aren't you hitting these receivers that are wide open um i, I think you're right they'd be on in the market yeah i mean i'm not
0: even sure if lock is 26 or 32 if he's finishing the season right they might have like the kind of struggling there for a little bit you see issues with the quarterback at that point especially if it's the ups and downs that you're seeing right now like really good plays but followed by like bad plays, they might go make a switch to Bridgewater. Assuming that Bridgewater was, uh, not the guy who won the starting position there, uh, Dennis woods coming in, uh, also another, uh, stars gave her this morning on, uh, Broncos for breakfast. So thank you very much, Dennis. Got double dipping today. I see you. Uh, th- do you think Broncos would work a deal for Aaron Rodgers, Even an expensive one. Just the Raiders. Don't get him. Appreciate you too. Hashtag state of being hashtag go Hawks. All right. Now I'm in Dennis. <laughs> Dennis never has to super again. He's in, he's in the boys club now. Um, uh, do you think the Broncos would work a deal from Aaron Rodgers, even an expensive one, just so the Raiders don't get him. I mean, it's definitely something they got to think about, right? Like if Rodgers goes to the Raiders, you are in, you pretty much have to have like a top three roster outside of the quarterback to even have a chance. Yeah. Right. Like and, that's, and it's so hard. That's so hard.
1: Right. And you think about it. I mean, it would not surprise me to see Rodgers play another four years. So yeah. George Payton has a six year contract. Well, at the first four years, are you continuing to finish third or fourth in the division? After four years, you're on the hot seat. They're, they're sitting there saying, dude, should you be gone? And and so at that point, I'm sitting there going, hey, this is about my job. And and for these coaches as well, how do you think you're going to match up when you have Mahomes, Herbert, and Rodgers, six games a year? You're not going to win many of those games, maybe one a year that you really kind of sneak out. You just have a great game or the ball bounces your way or something like that. But the, the reality is that those are going to be written down as losses most years. So I, I think at that point you sit there and say, Hey, okay, if it's going to cost us an extra first round pick to outbid the Raiders, let's do it. We're doing it because then we get to compete for the division. All of us get to keep our jobs and Bronco fans are happy. You know, maybe long-term it's not a great investment, But sometimes the NFL, if you got a Super Bowl window, you go for it. I mean, the the Chiefs, they're throwing draft picks left and right because they're going, we have a Super Bowl window right now. Now, I know as long as Mahomes is on that team, they're going to have a Super Bowl window. But they're looking at a lot of these young players. I mean, like I said, Tyree Kill, good chance at some point he's going to dive off a cliff. Travis Kelsey, he's on the wrong side of 30 where his athleticism starts kind of falling off a cliff. So at some point you're, you're going to have to start really fixing some of those offensive weapons that have been gargantuan and helping you go out there and win games.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And also we had another question in here. Um, I'm not going to find it right this second, um, but uh, also George Newton said in the super sticker, we don't have a uh, John in the house here to pull it up, but uh, let us know what it is in the comment section. Either way, it's flashing up here, big and red. And uh, we appreciate you, George, for uh, doing that. I um, appreciate it. Also, Charlie shout out saying uh, Nick is so cautious. He waits half an hour after eating a hot dog to go swimming. You made me laugh, Charlie. You always, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, I, that, that one got me um, top NFC teams, Carl, before we get on out of here, um, this is the, I'm going through the teams in my head. It's kind of unfortunate for the Broncos, but man, the AFC is like, it's such a better spot than the NFC right now. Like I, if the, especially if Packers move on from Aaron Rodgers,
1: Yeah. There's not many teams in there. The outside of the, Buccaneers I, that I'm like oh that's a good roster I, I wrote in our, our Facebook chat I said do you think Tom Brady Bringing up all these different like memes of Aaron Rodgers is pretty much him just trying to tick off Aaron Rodgers and say I want Out of here Green Bay because it's like hey That makes my path so much easier that I Don't have yeah. to worry about going against Aaron Rodgers in the Playoffs but I mean right now It's Tampa Bay Then Green Bay Ooh I, Right Um <laughs> The,
0: maybe, the Rams, ah, but the Rams are so top heavy that like I one know. injury to one of their top guys and they've given up so much depth. I mean, maybe the Rams They're that's a valid choice. I'm not saying you're wrong. They improve quarterback play, which will make a difference for them. But, um, they're losing Staley. Uh, how, how are they going to do now with the, the defense this season? Aaron Donald's a year older. The offensive line did not get any better. It's just like, ugh. I don't know, maybe the Rams, maybe the Forty. I mean, the 49ers had a lot of injuries last year. They're yep. bringing Jimmy G back and Trey Lance, who could take over at some point. They're just a year removed from being in the Super Bowl, right? So that, that seems like a team that could bounce back, maybe. Seahawks have the third or fourth best quarterback in football. That's a team that deserves a shout-out. Um, the Vikings feel safe, but like safe isn't a top-three team. At least it shouldn't be. Um, I don't know, man. I have a really hard time in the NFC East. It'll be better this year but I don't trust the Cowboys defense at all. I think the offense can be incredible. I think Dak Prescott yeah. is pretty underrated. Um, but uh, I mean, from, from a, a fan media perspective, not from a league perspective because dude got paid, um, but the Arizona could surprise also. They asked us today. Um, I was asked uh, on Broncos for breakfast. Who is the worst coach in the NFL? Cliff Kingsbury. That's, that's bad. Um, and also a good, a good call here from cam, uh, Washington football team, best defense in football, in my opinion, on paper, um, their front seven is just incredibly stacked. Um, right. in the NFC, maybe that's enough to get it done, right? Like, uh, it's just, there seems to be a massive drop off after the, the Buccaneers and the Packers. And if the Packers lose Rodgers, then God, can the Broncos just play in the NFC for a year? Let's just, let's just trade places with somebody.
1: God, yeah. They, if- if the Broncos were in the NFC, I would right now be saying I would put money on the Broncos being in the playoffs. That, that's how bad the NFC right now is. They just don't have great quarterback play. Drew Brees retiring. Obviously, that, that plays a big part in it. Um, you know, it, it, you're right. It, it just it's bad. There's just not many quarterbacks to come to mind that you're like, man, that is a top 10 quarterback. They're, they're all in the AFC what makes and, and they're all young that's the problem in the afc other than big ben and i wouldn't call him a top 10 quarterback anyway at this point but they are uh, all young too yep
0: that's uh afc is gonna be tough man the next decade yep. in the afc is going to be rough if you don't have a quarterback and that's the year-to-year ticket for uh consistently having contention and uh, we we got uh winston could blow up uh yeah that's another one the saints they're kind of like the Broncos in a sense, like we don't know what we have at quarterback, right? Like around the quarterback, you got things in place. Uh, Obviously Sean Payton is more uh, entrenched. You know what he is better than what you had know from Vic Fangio, but like, it's really hard to peg a team when you don't know what the quarterback is going to be, because the quarterback probably makes up 35 to 40% of how good that team is going to be. It's, it's a team sport still, but like that's the ticket to the dance. So, uh, We'll see. Um, uh, Daniel coming in here saying uh, Vikings has cousins though. Cousins was pretty good last year. I do want to call that out. Uh, the cousins was not the issue. He was actually one of the most efficient quarterbacks in football last season. Um, it did a great job with Adam Thielen and, uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin cook offensive line appears to be getting that much better. Uh, can the Vikings stop the run? They, their defensive line couldn't stop a nosebleed last year, let alone stopping the run. So, uh, kind of weird to say from a, uh, Zimmer defense, right? Zimmer, Mike Zimmer. Yes. Um, but, uh, We'll see, especially if Rodgers is traded. Vikings have a chance to uh, to really get after that, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, Mo Ron coming in here saying the Vikings' D was decimated. Yes, it was. And Carl, you need yeah. to say something nice about the Niners now
1: because your friend listened. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, no, I, I do like, like I said, they, they have a great roster. They did get hurt a lot last year. Uh, if their defense can stay healthy, they've got a great, great defense. I mean, like I said, Nick Bosa. Yeah. He could be top three defensive player this next year if he's healthy yeah so i they are missing some pieces from what they did to going to that super bowl i mean deforest buckner no longer being there that, that's a big one i i love i think he's one of the most underrated players in the entire nfl buckner uh, I, yeah they do get
0: bosa back though man and uh they he was incredible his uh, rookie season Yep. So I, I asked that question of if you could take any non quarterback in the NFL right now to start a team, who would it be a lot of Aaron Rod or a lot of Aaron Donald talk, which I thought was a little bit surprising given that he's 30 years old. Um, but uh, I said, Miles Garrett, um, some people did say chase young. He'd be my too. two, but uh, I think how quickly you forget Nick Bosa, his rookie year was a true difference maker.
1: Yep. Right. Like No, I, I agree. I mean, wow. he, there were so many plays in that Super Bowl against the chiefs. He was so close. And if the other side could have played more contain and just say, Bosa, you go get them other side, play contain. Yeah. Boom. That, that would have been, been amazing. Uh, yeah, this is a Broncos podcast podcast. What it's with the 49ers talk. Sorry. Uh, we'll get back on, on topic here, but, uh, but no, I mean, we're, we're just talking about some NFC teams that, that look good, uh, that have some promise and, and could Mm -hmm. be something here in the future that that's definitely one of them. Um, yeah, but we'll have to see on that now getting back to the Broncos. Um, I, I kind of like this one here too. Moron. And, and this is again, what, what do the coaches want this year? What do they think is going to win them games? Bridgewater is a solid quarterback, nothing spectacular, but give him a decent old line and he'll win you games. I don't know if I'm saying he's winning you games, but he's not the reason you're losing games. I mean, he lose you games. yeah. And uh, you know, with this defense and with this running attack, with these weapons on offense, sometimes coaches coaches operate from a place of fear. A lot of times, mm-hmm. if they if they think you're going to lead to some really bad plays, <laughs> sometimes they're they're willing to take the safer bet that's not going to go out there and make some spectacular plays. Uh, so it really would not surprise me if Bridgewater won this job just because. Of of Locke really not having the trust of the coaches, uh,
0: yeah. And uh, Jay Kozad coming in here with a uh, a great point here, saying uh, Locke has the talent; he needs to put it together now or never. And I think that's the uh, that's very true. And if Locke doesn't win the quarterback battle this year, his son is probably set in Denver. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, this is the first time that he's had real serious competition. Uh, I do think that he is aware of the criticism he's received this season. And uh, I also think he thinks maybe it's a little bit uh, overdone, but also I think he'd tell you that uh, he needs to play better. Um, So he has some self-awareness there points up in Madden for awareness, maybe a plus one or two in the next game. Um, But uh, we'll see. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse with the lock talk uh, because last season's in the books uh, and that's all we can go on right now, but uh, doesn't, that's not going to define his career. What he does now, what he does going forward will define what drew lock is in the, in his, uh, nfl career and uh no doubt he has the arm talent he has the athleticism um and uh man talk about winning press conferences right like Locke does and says the right things uh in front of the media and with fans and whatnot so you do gotta like that it's hard not to root for him in that sense um but uh gotta play better right just just gotta play better so we'll see um but uh carl it's probably gonna have to do it for us today getting a little bit out of here uh I'm also starting to melt. It's like 90 degrees here in Seattle today and uh, we do not have air conditioning. So I am. Just I remember that. Oh man. I uh, might have to go lie down in the basement for a little bit. If uh, we get it too big of a super chat here, I'm going to have a heat stroke.
1: I understand, man. I remember those days in Seattle when I lived there and it was so weird not to have air conditioning. Yeah. I, I've just, I've never lived in a place that didn't have air conditioning. And uh, so opened up the windows, had the fans going uh, went for a lot of walks in the park where there's lots of trees to get in the shade. There's a lot of things that we tried to do to kind of cool off in those those warm summer days of, of Seattle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know that on Twitter we had some uh, comments about uh, Carl and I being uh, negative um, about the Broncos in the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, some t- I'm, the one thing I will guarantee you guys, I'm not always going to get it right, but I'm going to be authentic and tell you like I see it. And uh, you know that's just is what it is. And if you don't like it, we can agree to disagree. If you don't like it, also like come come at me. Don't just say what you don't like. Say why, right? Like I want to have that discussion because that's what this is all about, right? Like that's what makes this fun that we can disagree about this and to come at it as like academics ra- and intellectuals rather than yep. this petty uh, monkeys throwing poop at each other kind of stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's not for me. Um, uh, but, uh, appreciate you guys. Um, love y'all. If you have any dissenting opinions, that's great. We, that's honestly, that makes the world go around. It's way more fun. Um, but, uh, appreciate y'all. And if we are being too negative for you, and also we said plenty of positive things today, it's just, it's really hard to get on. It's really hard to talk about this team and every single aspect of it without all roads leading back to the quarterback. And I, I hate it because it feels like we're beating a dead horse. I hate it. Um, but, uh, you just, you can't not talk about it. So, I'm not trying to dance around it, but I am trying to dance around it a little bit just because there's other things to talk about, and we're all hoping for the best. Broncos team is better if Drew Locke is a good quarterback. That's what we want. That's what we all want. That's what we're all hoping for. So, uh, Carl, uh, good to have you back. Um, Shout out to you as well for uh, jumping in when your community needed you last last, uh, last week after being uh, devastated from a uh, tornado. Um, I know you got big things going on there as well. Uh, You got any plans the rest of the
1: night? Well, we uh, got a bunch of paperwork for our adoption. Okay. So like, uh, I'll just show you the, this is the, the stack of papers that we have to go through tonight. So I, mean, <laughs> I hear I'm you. i jolting tonight. Ugh, not great. Well, I, I got to cook
0: dinner, so I got to get on out of here and uh, walk the dog as well. And I got permits today to summit Mount St. Helens in July. So that'll be a lot of fun. We summited Ooh. it in November and, uh, it was 70 mile an hour wind gusts and whiteout conditions and uh we think we made the summit. We knew there was a massive ledge after climbing up as high as we could go. Um but uh hopefully we'll have better weather in July. This time though we're going to have to start it at uh, midnight because there is no water source. All the rock is black and radiates heat. And uh, if you are not coming down from the summit by the time the sun is like starting to really kind of get up there, you are going to search and rescue is going to be called. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably. Right. Um or you have to take like 10,000 uh 10,000 liters of water. So not about that. Um, Appreciate everyone in the chat uh, saying, uh, you know, say that we are uh, not positive or and just kind of uh, keeping it real. That's what I want to do, right? Like I don't want to be somebody who tells you what you want to hear because that's not what I'd want. Um, Never is, never has been. Uh, We got another super coming in here. I don't see this one. Clicked it. Okay. It's, it's a uh, Newton or George's super coming. just popped back yeah. up for some reason. So, uh, okay. Well, guys, uh, we're going to get on out of here. We appreciate the heck out of you. Um, stay safe. Uh, I will see you again on Thursday for, uh, Broncos for breakfast again. Um, we'll have more information to talk about more Broncos stuff. Uh, it's a fun time of year. Uh, optis- optimism reigns eternal, which is great. Uh, but really, everyone stay safe. Enjoy the weather if you have it. And, uh, God bless. I hope you had a good uh, three day weekend as well and, uh, observed and reflected on, uh, why we had a three-day weekend as well. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Go Broncos. You've been listening to
1: Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.